0: Welcome to the latest HR Latte Series, Healthcare HR Checkup. Tune in for up-to-date information regarding talent management in the healthcare arena. We'll discuss branding, talent acquisition, retention, leadership, technology, and so much more. Welcome to HR Latte, your connection to all things HR. Today's great HR department is foundational for today's successful business. Listen in as host Rayanne Thorne gets personal with practitioners and technologists, experts and thought leaders who care about the world of human resources. And now for your next cup of talent management, whipped to perfection. Hi, and welcome to HR Latte. This is the wrap-up for the Key Point Podcast Series, Healthcare HR Checkup. And I'm very excited and thrilled and happy, all of the above, to have Jay Coons back on the show today to talk a little bit about technology in healthcare HR. Hey, Jay, thanks for joining me again. Hey,
1: Rayanne, good to be here.
0: Such a pleasure, as always. Give us a quick overview of what you do and who you are.
1: Sure, Jay Coons. Uh, I was a 20-year hospital HR exec, up until about a year ago when I joined a recruitment process outsourcing firm called Kinetics, and I lead our national healthcare practice there.
0: Perfect. So you are a great person to have on this Key Point podcast series to talk about all things healthcare HR. We're going to be taking a lot of the information that we've gathered and talked about for this series to putting it together and putting together a webinar for sometime in April. So I look forward to that and bringing additional information in to share with the folks that are interested in all things healthcare HR. So let's dive into this topic, Jay. We're going to be talking about technology today, and this obviously covers a, several different areas. I'd love to talk about cloud first. Given that I am part of Dovetail Software, we are an HR case management solution based in the cloud, and we work with organizations as partners like Expert HR and also Workday, which is a cloud-based HRMS solution. So let's talk about briefly about cloud-based solutions. How relevant, prevalent are they in healthcare HR? Are we seeing a move from legacy on-site solutions to on-prem to uh, SaaS-based or cloud-based solutions?
1: Yeah, it's a good question, Rayan. And obviously, it's an exploding industry. Even at Kinetics, we use cloud-based software to help us manage a very remote, diverse workforce. With the healthcare clients that I'm working with, they're using more and more web-based solutions, whether it's an ATS component or case management component, that no longer is there this massive install on site because there's just not the functionality and the flexibility that they need. So clearly, uh, something that the HR leaders, particularly in the healthcare space, need to be tuned into. And I, it's worth commenting, I think, at some point in our discussion today about the type of talent that the healthcare HR execs need on their team. Let's
0: talk about not that. Not
1: necessarily in the organization.
0: Right, So, so we know what a massive decision it is to move from a legacy or on-prem, on-site solution to a cloud-based solution, but we also know that it's necessary. We are looking at tomorrow, not just today, when we talk about tracking and analysis and really being able to take our workforce to the next level. Right. And it's mm-hmm. not always possible in a on-prem solution. So cloud-based solutions, all of the big ones are doing it. Right. So yeah. let's talk about what you need and who you need on staff to help you with this. We're finding at Dovetail that more and more often we're not just speaking to the vice president of HR, the director or manager of HR. We we are speaking to a an HRIS manager, somebody that specifically manages the IT or the technology within the human resources department. So do you have experience with that?
1: Yeah, I absolutely do. At at my last uh, hospital where I served as the HR VP, we actually embedded a senior level systems analyst who had been supporting the HR applications in the IT department at the hospital. We did a little internal recruiting, brought her over to the human resources department, reported 100% through HR, partnered with IT, but was 100% through HR. And that way we had that true expertise on the technology and the ability to go beyond just being a super user, which is a term we hear a lot when we train people in systems so they can help other people use the system. This was an individual who was a very gifted IT professional. And so they were able to get kind of into the guts of the system, if you will, and actually run ad hoc reports, understood the programming, could work with the vendor in a very, very technical way that candidly was beyond the skill set of the human resources team. And so I didn't feel like I needed to be the be-all, end-all endpoint for the solution. I needed to make sure I surrounded myself with really, really bright people, which is why we evolved to the point of having that level of expertise on the human resources stack.
0: What are what the most important things that you should consider when looking at a cloud-based solution, when getting ready to shift, you know, make this huge technological shift within the human resources department? Are there some things that you should really consider?
1: Yeah, I think there's kind of three terms that come to mind for me. One is doing an evaluation of your current state. What is your operation today? So you understand what your system can actually deliver. It's not a wish list, just what, are, what is happening today? then thinking ahead, what is the future state? What would we like to be able to do? What are we hearing from our applicants? What are we hearing from employees? And then identify the gaps between the two. And once you have done that gap analysis, you can then begin to evaluate which vendors are going to help meet your needs most effectively. And I think that's really the launching point for heading down that path before you start building business cases and budgets, et cetera.
0: Is this something that can be taken lightly or can somebody make a snap judgment walking through an expo hall at a conference?
1: No, you really can't. And I think the way to take advantage of those expo hall moments is if you've done the gap analysis and you've got your questions, you're going to be able to ask those representatives from the various firms about those needs, those specific needs that you have. And the answer of we'll build it together and it'll be glorious is not a good answer. You're going to want to be able to make (laughs) sure that 80 to 85% of your core needs are delivered out of the box, so to speak.
0: So this is great advice, really great advice to come prepared when you have an opportunity to go and evaluate several different types of technology specific to healthcare. Say if you're going to a a conference specific to healthcare, whether it's an Ashra conference or HR Tech, HR Tech US, HR Tech World Congress. Really be prepared to know what you need within your department, what the gaps are, and then be able to address those with a representative from the different tech companies and really be prepared to come back with a rebuttal to their answers or know exactly what you need. So when
1: you think about it, there's the due diligence part that we're talking about now and, and educating yourself. Yeah. There's also the reality of having to make the case internally to your CFO about why this investment is going to add value. And particularly in a healthcare setting where that ca- that investment in technology may be taking away from funds that are going to be allocated to patient care or capital equipment that uh, contributes to patient care. So if you're not knowledgeable and you haven't done your due diligence, the odds of you getting that approved are about zero.
0: That's but The more
1: thorough you are and the more you partner with your CFO with hey, I've established that we have these gaps that are a significant problem. I've done the due diligence on vendors that specifically meet our needs immediately. And here's the most cost-effective and user-friendly solution. That is a much more credible approach than saying, hey, we need to upgrade, quote-unquote, the system. That That's just not going to happen.
0: Perfect, Jay. This is going to wrap up our opening segment. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll be talking about mobile and social technologies. We'll be right back.
1: HR Latte is brought to you by Dovetail Software. A SaaS-based HR case management and help desk solution to ease today's HR departments into tomorrow. Simple but powerful real-time employee engagement, knowledge management, and detailed analytics empower human resource departments and shared services teams to effectively handle any type of employee interaction. Dovetail Software by HR for HR.
0: Hey, everyone, and we're back talking with Jay Coons on this Key Point podcast, wrapping up the series, Healthcare HR Checkup. In this particular episode, we're talking about technology and its impact on healthcare HR today. I want to talk a little bit about mobile, Jay. I've been crying the mobile cry for the last six, seven years ago. As a matter of fact, I I went back and was looking at some information in preparation for our shows, our talks uh, in this series, and you and I did a webinar. Several years ago, that was specific for healthcare, HR, healthcare recruiting. And one of the topics that we talked about was mobile and how far behind uh, healthcare seemed to be when it came to adopting mobile technology. And I started off healthcare recruiting. Many people know my story and mobile was not even part of it. I remember talking to applicants and candidates about whether or not they had ever used a paperless system before. At, and it was still very early stages of that, you know, 15 years ago. And I'd love to find out from your perspective, all the work that you've done, are we any better off than we were 15 years ago, five years ago, when you and I did talked about this early on, are healthcare organizations and hospitals actually moving away from paper in the HR department?
1: Well, (laughs) I I think from a apply for the job perspective, uh, most organizations are moving away from that because there's just, there are just too many people applying. You get tens of thousands, or in the case of one of our clients, healthcare clients we're working in, they get a little shy of 300,000 applications a year. So it would be virtually impossible to manage 300,000 pieces right, of paper. Right. So from the standpoint of adopting tech and online applications, now there's a huge range on functionality of those applications and those uh, applicant tracking systems that they use. But so I think we've come a long way in that regard. Good. I think when we get more narrow about mobile and framing the mobile experience through the candidate's eyes and understanding that rarely do people use a desktop ever. Right. Right. Now that may be painting with too broad a brush, but it's a world of MacBooks and laptops, tablets and phones.
0: We're mobile. We are a mobile yeah,
1: I, world. I don't remember the last time anybody told me how excited they were that they just got a new desktop yeah. computer. <laughs> I just I couldn't even tell you. Maybe 1994. Right. So what we're seeing at Kinetics is when we help build career sites, when we start talking about using different tools, they have to be mobile functional, mobile ready, because that's how so much of the work is getting done. If the candidate experience is not positive, then nothing matters. And so what often I've found happens is there's a technology solution that people try to force fit to mirror their old cumbersome processes, which is a waste of time. It's really, to me, user adoption should be, again, what are our needs? In this case, mobile functionality. And then finding the solution that meets the overwhelming majority of those needs. And then you change your processes to fit that solution. Because the solution will work if you use it in the way it was intended. So getting over ego and pride of ownership and, gee, we've always done it this way, needs to be pushed aside. And there needs to be a recognition that the entire planet's working off of a phone. So even though it may be still a bit cumbersome to fill out an entire job application on a phone. There still should be a way to contact and connect with a a potential employer in a way that expedites that process. And certainly, as people are doing research about a potential employer, those websites should load and be formatted in a mobile-ready format that is focused on the candidate's experience, not what's most convenient for the IT department or the HR department.
0: Are our HR departments still thinking, this is the way we'll do it, and if they want to work for us, they'll do it our way?
1: There is some of that, and that makes me happy to some degree because when I represent clients that are in direct competition with those folks, we can outmaneuver <laughs> them fairly <really> quickly. <laughs> so That's a great so way to a, put that. Yeah, there's a self-interest component to that for sure. It's sad that some still think that way, and particularly when you hear that you're getting hundreds of thousands of applications, you think, why do we have to change?
0: Ugh. And the
1: problem is the you're people not, who are applying yeah. aren't the type of talent that you need.
0: Right, and, and you're not reaching all of them. So what are they leaving? Yeah. What kind of experience are they leaving with? What are their mm-hmm. thoughts about your organization? Right. So mm-hmm. let's, yeah. let's shift gears a little bit and talk about social tools. Now we've, we've actually touched on this in our last two episodes because it's so important when we talk about employer branding and also when we talk about the risk that HR feels today, especially in particular in the risk adverse industry of healthcare. A good friend of Dovetail software, okay. Stacey Harris, her organization, CR uh, Cedar, did a study last year, and also did a webinar and, and several inf- bits of information released about healthcare HR and the social tools that were used. And one stat that really stood out for me in everything that I read that she put out was that 26% of healthcare organizations ban Facebook. I am I'm shocked by this, right? It's not just not used; it's banned. It's not allowed. Mm-hmm. So. Are, are you finding with the healthcare organizations that you are speaking with and consulting with um, all the different conferences that you attend and speak to and present at, is this still going on? I'm I'm actually floored by this number. In, and this study was from last year, 2015, last April. I'm still floored by it. How can this be true?
1: Yeah, sadly, I'm not surprised. As you mentioned, I do speaking around the country and in working with other hospital clients. It's a common Sadly, it's a common theme. There is not a recognition of how social tools have completely have woven themselves, if you will, into all different fabrics of healthcare HR, whether it's talent, whether it's benefits communication, whether it's employee health, there are all different angles about how these tools can be rolled out to engage and connect with employees and candidates in a positive way. There is a persistent paranoia about use of social media as if it equates with low productivity, as if it equates with uh, not paying attention or fooling around on the job. It makes no sense to me. I spoke to a group of chief nursing officers several years ago, and to a person, they were emphatic about locking down and blocking social media sites in their hospitals. And I, in my normal style, called them all out, actually called them all dinosaurs, pulled out my phone, clicked on my Facebook app icon and said, <laughs> I don't need your firewall. Your firewall does nothing. To does nothing here. Social.
0: Right. That uh, goes back to the mobile discussion, right? And yeah. everybody's carrying their own mobile device along with any mobile tools they might be using within their organization. And yeah. they can quickly yeah. switch back and forth.
1: Yeah, I've had recruiters tell me that their talent acquisition managers and directors did not want them on social sites. They didn't understand the value and they would hear me speak and I would talk about the incredible successes we had, recruiting, developing waiting lists for hard to fill areas because we differentiated ourselves so dramatically in the space. It's not hard to do. It does require effort and some courage, but it is not hard to differentiate your organization. And they were exceedingly frustrated because they felt like they had both hands tied behind their back in trying to do their job.
0: So as we we wrap this up, Jay, I would love to get some last bits of advice from you. As I recall our conversations, our three conversations about healthcare HR and the topics that we addressed, it seems to me that due diligence is the most important thing that comes out of all of this. Really understand and study and be prepared when making decisions that have to do with technology, that have to do with social media, employer branding, that have to do with any risk that might come to your organization. Are there um, any last bits of advice you can give our audience and, and me? I love talking with you. We'll have you back for sure.
1: Well, I, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed this this three-part series as well. These topics are very near and dear to me, both personally and professionally. I think one of the takeaways, I'll, I'll, I'll use it as a little it's always kind of intended as a joke. Some of my team members over the years have kidded me with a question, and that is, Jay, do you always have an agenda for everything uh, that you do? And my answer is always yes. <laughs> and it's not because I have a devious agenda, but it's because if you're going to get into tech or social or developing your brand or representing your organization's brand in a more vocal way, you need to have a thoughtful agenda or plan around it. So these things we've been talking about are not just things you decide to do this afternoon. they are things that you start researching. There are things that you understand. Start following people like you and I on social, paying right. us with questions on social. That's one of the great things about the tool. It. It's very courteous and supportive. Spend some time learning so that your own personal confidence goes up And then you can become more active. But it's not just a a willy-nilly, jump-off-a-cliff type of exercise. These have been thoughtful decisions, well-thought-out decisions that have helped me be successful, helps me deliver for my clients now, and it's the same thing for you. So I think that's really probably the best way to wrap it up.
0: Jay, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on this series, Healthcare HR Checkup. Jay is the Vice President of Operations in the Healthcare Practice at Kinetics. I got that right, didn't I? You did. Awesome. Okay. It's been a (laughs) pleasure. And and if anybody has questions for Jay, please feel free to tweet him. He is all over the Twitters at J.R. Coons, K-U-H-N-S. Is there another way for folks to reach you?
1: There is um, on LinkedIn. I have my cell phone number. I'm very, very easy to find. I'm also very active on Snapchat every day. Same handle, J R K U H N S. So feel free to reach out through any of those platforms.
0: We may have to have a lesson online about Snapchat because I'm I'm not getting it. So yeah. <laughs> that'll You're be gonna, next. All right, that'll be next. Thanks again, Jay. Until next time, thanks for tuning in for to HR Latte for this three part key point podcast series, Healthcare HR Checkup.